0: Welcome to the Agency Thinking podcast season two, where I'll be talking to a range of folks who support agencies across their specialisms. So that's freelancers, contractors, consultants, and getting a viewpoint from them about what makes an agency tick, as seen from the outside, and uh, an understanding and discussions and a chat around the whole agency ecosystem. In this episode of Agency Thinking, I'm talking to Raj Randhawa, Uh, Raj and I have uh, known each other, uh, it turns out, for about eight years. Um, We've collaborated together on a couple of things. Um, And Raj uh, started life in agencies in business development and client-facing roles. Uh, He's worked for a range of different disciplines across all kinds of agencies in mostly London. Uh, So that's integrated, experiential, design agencies, digital agencies. So he's got a huge amount of experience in the agency world. And uh, latterly, the last few years, saw him set up Word Up, which is a specialist content marketing agency to support other agencies and brands and help them tell their story, get a bit more clarity around their marketing messages, um, and basically kind of dig in and try and figure out what makes those organisations unique. So he's got a whole load of experience around agencies. Um, We had a really interesting chat. Let's take it from there.
1: I started up uh, Word Up about eight years ago. And before that I used to head up business development for loads of London based agencies. And I guess one of the main catalysts was that working in-house, doing business development, I saw how terrible marketing agencies are at doing their own marketing, you know. So um yeah. there was always a massive long list of things that never got done, like case studies and, and website copy, etc. So um that was why I started the business. So today I, I basically help um agencies as well as other businesses Uh, but there are two main things that i do one is to help them to really get clarity about their business message so a lot of companies you know they pump out content or they'll have certain kind of messaging but it might not be quite right and it's really critical to get your messaging right before you start pushing out your content Mm so i run various workshops around value propositions and messaging Um, And then the second part of what I do, I take that sort of deep thinking and planning and um, work that I do with those agencies and businesses um, and then create content around that. So around their value proposition, around their core messages that we've agreed.
0: Got you, great stuff. And are you, um, how are you finding this last year? Are you having to support agencies who have had time to kind of pause and rethink what they're all about? I mean, that's a a big question about the whole of where every agency is, I guess. But have you seen any kind of, pausing and rebooting is it, or is it business as usual in terms of how agencies have always needed to promote themselves?
1: Yeah a bit of a mix but I, I have noticed that. I think um, last year I think for a lot of people it was tough. You know a lot of agencies had um, projects that they wanted to kick off and, and start working on their messaging and content and pause. So um, end of December and January I just saw a big shift I think and, right. and also a lot of opportunities came out of um, I think agencies that just had the time over COVID just to take stock um, yeah. and really yeah. look at their to-do list. And, you know, there's always things on there to do. And I think the messaging, the content is a big part of that. So, so yeah, so there's been um, a wide variety of types of agencies and businesses that I've been working on. And, um, and thankfully, I think that's, that's going well at the moment. You know, there's a lot of business out there and people, I think, because they just stopped working, I think they're rearing to go.
0: Yeah, you feel there's that pent-up, uh, the, broadly for the, for the whole of the economy, there's this talk about pent-up demand, isn't there? Do you think that, yeah. that, is, that seems to be the case with agencies, doesn't it? A lot of clients <laughs> coming back, not coming back, but re-energising re, re uh, energizing their marketing, so I guess agencies are, uh, are ready.
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, and I think there was a huge loss of momentum in many ways <laughs> last year, but I think, um, you know, COVID's a strange thing, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's been terrible for the world in many ways, but um, there's always a silver lining. And There are a number of things that kind of uh, positive things that have come out of that. On the personal level, it's like more time with your family. On a professional level, it's just that time to kind of take stocks, stop running around. And just having that bit of time, I think, has been really beneficial to lots of businesses. Um, so they can just, I think that time just gives them that focus back on what's important and what they need to do to really kind of push forward. So, yeah, I think it's been really helpful.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Where do you um, where do you feel you get f- from you the, the the I know where you add value to agencies, but where do you feel you get the most value from agencies or which agencies? Sorry, do you get the most value from? Is it the ones that give you a very prescriptive approach, or is it the ones who are just really you know kind of loose inverted commas of their brief and say we know we're not kind of cracking it we're not doing as well as we could in terms of new business what do you think I mean which do you prefer Uh, (laughs) Like, do you like a really tight brief or do you like the kind of like we think we're kind of missing the mark here come and have a look and see what you think
1: yeah Uh, probably somewhere in between (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think I think sometimes when you've got a really really tight brief um and it's not quite right. And because they put a lot of work into it, it can be a little bit difficult to, to really I I guess improve on that. You know, sometimes yeah. what they think they want isn't exactly what they need, and actually they can be setting their ways. So um, but then others that are too loose, um that I think that kind of tells you something as well. I think they're they're probably not quite at the stage where they're going to be able to Move forward with the kind of work that's going to help them because they really don't know. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's the agencies that have a pretty decent idea, um, you know. uh, And it's always good to get decent brief. But also, they're coming to you because of your expertise. They're coming to you not to just fulfill the brief, um, but to you know challenge them and really bring your expertise to the table. Um, And that's the kind of work I enjoy the most. Really, you know, it's the ones that really buy into the fact that. you know, like you and I, we're really experienced. We know what we're doing and actually we can help them create a tighter brief. And actually maybe the work we do is slightly different to what they'd expected, but we're, we're getting the results yeah. that they want at the end of it.
0: Yeah, so uh, is there a bit of, um, in, in, you know, kind of being your own great account handler and um, managing expectations? As you just mentioned there, sometimes what you are going to recommend to deliver and what you are delivering isn't exactly what they had in mind when they started. So they might have come to you and said, Just look at case studies. I'm making this up now, but just look at our case studies. And then when you you, you take a view on on what the agency really needs, Mm. it's maybe um, higher up, as it were, in terms of their propositions all over the place. So how do you manage that? Do you have to kind of sell in the benefits of other work that you maybe necessarily weren't engaged for?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, To be honest, they're kind of my favourite. They're the ones that I love, actually. Right. They they kind of have an idea of what they need, and sometimes it's... um, we need our website copy written or our case studies and actually you know before the meeting i'll have a look at everything that they've got online and um and it you know within a few seconds it's pretty easy to tell where <laughs> what needs to that come first yeah. and i think that's a problem with a lot of agencies it's almost a case of um you know they think about right we need to do award entries we need to do case studies and we need to do full leadership and, but actually really the starting point for all of that unless they've got that in place is that clarity within their business about who they are, what they do, what value they provide, who are they working for, why someone should work with them and not their competitors. And um, quite often, you know, I'm speaking to people and I'm asking those questions and they really don't know the answers or the answers they give are very, very kind of willy and fluffy, Um, you know, and that's where I do go back and sort of say, look, we could do this, but um, I think you'll be wasting your money in order to do that, in order to create good case studies, in order to, to write good website copy, we need to go back a few steps and get re- get really under the skin of the business. Work out your core values as a business. Work out the key messages you need to get out to your target audience. Um, looking at your target audience, because you know my background's business development, yeah, so cool. when I'm looking at content and copywriting, it's always with that business development hat on. So target audience, what are their pain points and challenges? What are the, they, what are the things that um, they're looking for and that they're interested in? And actually, those things really need to be answered before you start thinking about the content you're going to produce or the case studies or the website content. So, and that's when I started talking about the workshops and, um, and I guess it's a sales job at that stage, but I don't really think of it as a sales job. It's more kind of um, sort of educating, um, and discussing because you know it's an area that often gets missed um but it's really vital to get that in place before creating the content and putting it out there so yeah yeah do you get um just a uh,
0: just a curtain as you're sort of talking that through raj do you do you ever get resistance this has come up in a couple of conversations with some other folks for this particular kind of season of the, the podcast but do you ever get a resistance from a what i'd call kind of um momentum or velocity point of view in that sometimes if you're raising a question or pushing back slightly mm. agencies almost don't always have the time to stop they just want to get something off the table in terms of a brief to yeah. you know in, in in this case to you but to, to their partners um so when you throw something back and they have to pause for thought mm. does that sometimes cause a bit of? Um, anxiety or 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 consternation where they think well no just do the case studies because that's all we've got time to think about i mean did did you ever find that because they're 100 miles an hour aren't they as, as as, as an organization yeah
1: yeah i've never really thought that but i think you're right i think it does happen um i think it does because i think you know i think we both know this as well when you're when you're working on the business and in the business when you're working on the business, you know, you devote that time, you kind of think, right, I've done that brief now, now I can crack yeah. on my client work and just push that out. And, um, you know, time's precious and agencies are very busy. Yeah. So so I think you're right. I think it does happen that they, they, they kind of, with the best will in the world, they sort of think, right, you know, we've got some thinking to do. Um, but, you know, a couple of months can quite easily go by <laughs> where... Yes. where They're ghosting you, you know, but they just don't have the time, basically. So it does happen. But I guess, you know, part of our job isn't just to take a brief and isn't just to fulfill what they want, because I guess anyone could do that. You know, part of our role, uh, because of our expertise and our experience and years of doing this, is actually to find the best solution for the client. Yeah, yeah, um, good, yeah, rather than just saying yes because it's an easier. Yeah, and I um, think it's important because I think even if you, even if sort of some projects are delayed because of that, and you might even miss out on work, um, I think you're, you're going in the right direction. I think companies and agencies will have more respect for you because, you know, you're standing by your guns because you know what you're talking about and um, you're just telling them the best way of doing it. And then what they do with that is, is up to them.
0: I raised an eyebrow so I don't, you know, just kind of, um, as
1: you were talking about ghosting. One thing I realised when I started doing this and I started working with agencies and it really shocked me early on and I was really surprised is that agencies are just as bad as clients when they they become clients themselves. Um, and I think yeah. the shocking thing was that as agencies, we know what clients are like. and We hate it with a passion. And yet we kind of seem to forget that and act the same way. Um, you know, and I wrote a blog post. I got so fed up. I wrote a blog post about it and put it on LinkedIn, um, being all self-righteous about it. But I kind of stand by it because, yeah. you know, I, I think you should do business the way you are in real life. You know, you've got to be kind of considerate and kind and courteous and there's got to be some common courtesy of if you're engaged in a conversation you've got to see it through um uh, and at the bare minimum if somebody's sending you a few emails over a couple of months even if you can't come back with a lot is at least to say look we're really busy let's pick this up later and I think that's enough so yeah I think it happens too much and I think agencies should learn from their own experiences with clients and actually you know do the right thing and act the right way so on the on the on the thing of agencies
0: maybe picking up how picking up the behaviors of clients or or recognizing the behaviors that they maybe um don't feel clients get the most out of or the best from them does that go into other areas of the kind of the agency um relationship with their own partners so guys like you or guys like me but but for example things like budget do you, do you so agencies often will say the clients dictated the budget but it's not going to get done what they want us to get done mm-hmm. do you ever do you ever have that conversation with the agencies you say we've got a fixed budget take it or leave it with this is what we want yeah, Are they open I, to negotiation because you do a better job
1: no i think it's um it happens i think all the things that happen when um with as an agency to a client happens with an, yeah. a, with an agency is a client so negotiating on price um changing the brief um and i just thought about it now and maybe it's just a human thing you know maybe yeah, just as you're saying that I, was, I had human behavior yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know maybe it made i mean in my mind I, I kind of sort of separate it into clients and agency and actually you're one or the other but i guess the truth is is that we're all humans and maybe that's just the way it is <laughs> we've got to. Yeah. We've got to accept it and kind of navigate our way through it the best yeah. we can.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, it's good to recognise it, isn't it? And and, yeah. um, and again, that thing as you said, which I think is true. Don't have a have a thick skin. Don't take take it personally when somebody's pushing back on a on a budget. You, you never always know what their pressure is from their owner yeah. or who do you, who do you actually on that on that who do you primarily work with? I'm saying somebody will push back because their their boss, who's the owner, but is it the agency owner that you deal with, or does it depend on the size of the
1: agency? Could it be an account handler? It's mostly, I mean, again, it depends on the size of business. Um, Most small, medium-sized agencies I work with, I'm working with the founders, uh, the partners. Yeah. Um, So the ultimate decision makers. Um, Bigger agencies, and I actually work with less of those, so I'm talking about sort of Wavemaker and Mindshare and so there you're working with kind of, um, you know, the marketing director or the senior person. It's a big corporate, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's the same for the businesses as well. So, I mean, I prefer, um, I don't really go after working with big agencies as much now because I think it's, you know, from experience, it's just tougher to keep those relationships going because there's such a a, a high turnover of staff. You know, you kind of settle in with a couple of people and all of a sudden they've kind of gone. Um, and yeah. then you're, you're trying to do that again and then someone else comes in and they're bringing in their own suppliers and then you're kind of out. So um, I prefer working with the small and medium sized businesses and with the decision makers because you can just move things forward a lot quicker. You yeah, know, and, okay. and it's generally an easier process. And I think from my perspective, um, you know, the chunkier work, the meatier work, the, um, the work that uh, generates more revenue for me and I enjoy a lot more is... Uh, when I'm doing the strategic work. So, you know, running the workshops and actually helping companies solve uh, problems and then uh, taking that work into the content. That's the work that I love doing um, and it's very fulfilling. With the bigger agencies agencies and the bigger companies, I guess the difference is that um, they've got enough people to work on the strategy. So what they're looking for is kind of content creation. Yes. What I started off... Solely wanted to do with word up, but I've, I've kind of changed now. I I, pre- I prefer and I enjoy the, the strategic work a lot more.
0: You? Yeah. Do you get? I think I'm mean, going to kind of know the answer to this, but I'll, I'll, I'll um, just to sort of clarify. Do you get involved in the training agency teams? So, for example, um, account handlers to do that. Then take what you do as an as an idea and a workshop approach, et cetera, and, and use that with their own clients, or do they ever bring you in to help their client work on their proposition and their content? Or yes. Has, yes. yeah. Is it a mixed model or are you you are now looking to train agencies on how to think themselves in terms of content strategy or proposition well, anyway,
1: there, I guess there's two things there. One is I, I do I don't do training. Yeah. I run workshops pretty much on a you know with the partners of the business. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't do the training what was the se- sorry I've forgotten what was the second part well of the-, and
0: the second well it's, it's that thing of do they bring you in to, to, to their clients direct or do you haven't yeah. seen the great job you're doing for them which yes. of course you do yeah. Do it, does it ever happen where they'll say well actually can you do a, do yeah. a work for our clients because they, they're in need of a decent proposition or they need new collateral
1: or whatever yeah absolutely you know and it, it's well, happened yeah. again recently with a branding client that I'm working with um, so it happens it's not all the time but I think it's with the businesses that Um, are doing um, similar kind of work or the same ballpark, um, but they're not that good or they don't really offer the messaging side of it. Yeah. So a great example is I'm working with a branding agency, a great great branding agency, where um, I'm helping them with their value proposition and mission statement and vision statement and website copy and lots of things. Um, So when they're branding... When they're doing the branding work for for big corporations, the messaging side is something that they offer, but it's not really their bread and butter. So, you know, they've asked me if if I can come in on those kinds of projects and there's an opportunity at the moment. So that that hopefully that will come off. That'd be great. And I'll just do the same work I did with their clients. Uh, And I'm working with a new business agency Obviously, work with lots and lots of agencies, and and that that was something I was trying to do very early on. Is getting with um, new business agencies because the potential of um, then being able to work with their clients, their agencies. Yes. But it never quite happened until recently. And actually, I've they um, one new business agency has introduced me to their client, and uh, and again, it's a great piece of work. I'm doing the value proposition with the messaging and website copy, um, and the feedback's been good. So. Yeah, good that, and the agency has already come back and said, look, we're re- really excited about this and we see a lot of potential. There you are know, lots of clients that need this work because it helps them to do yeah, their lead yeah. generation work. You know, if uh, an agency's messaging and value proposition and their content is in place, it's a lot better to, well, um, a lot easier to get that new business in off the back of it. But I guess for you,
0: that, that's a good referral model as well. And, yeah. and I'm just wondering where, um, where else you pick up your own new business as somebody who's got years in, in, in new business from, from, you know, from before you were doing Word Up. Do, do you find, has that changed over the years? So is it more about, well, you tell me, but is it stuff like LinkedIn or was it, uh, do you find that it is referrals that are still the most kind of important for you in terms of, of sources of new work? Um, I'm not looking to, you know, obviously, so ask you asking to reveal any secrets, but do you find that yeah. it is? No worries. I mean, even if you reveal
1: them, you've got to to do it for yourself, haven't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. um, uh, Early on, when I started, um, the bulk of my work came in from LinkedIn. Okay, yeah. um, But less so now. Um, And I uh, did an interesting exercise last year, because obviously obviously last year was a a tough time for everyone. But, um, Mm. you know, I got through, um, and in December, I kind of sat down and did an audit just to have a look at where the work came in from. Uh, just to kind of help inform my strategy moving forward. Um, And I think it was about 90% came in from networking and referrals and partnerships. So pretty much connecting with people, um, uh, strategic uh, partnerships with other agencies, um, and then obviously referrals from past clients as well. So I think, and and I think any business... Needs that as a big part of their strategy is always connecting with people, always talking to people, always seeing what they can do to help other people because you know essentially you're, you're, you meet one person but what you 're actually doing is connecting to their network and it 's a powerful way of working um, so so that 's something that I continue with I'm um, uh, in a, I mean, that situation like a lot of people are um, as uh, working on my own um, there are a lot of things that remain undone on my to-do list so part of part of that work is my is my own business development strategy so coming soon over the next six months or so and i know you and i have discussed this in, in detail but you know um i've got a whole plan that i'll put into place and actually the networking will remain but also there'll be a bunch of other stuff including more content marketing more kind of direct outbound as well that i'll be doing gotcha and yeah. are
0: you just with the, the thinking about that that new business thing are, are you um you talked about small to medium sized agencies are you still looking to primarily work with the agency space do you, do you still enjoy it after you know a number of years in agencies and and they're more laterally supporting agencies mm. is it a space that you just thrive with or would you do you ever get the feeling kind of I've had enough of this whole agency sector, I'm going to start working for, I'm making this up, uh, not for profits, or or do you just still, is there something about it you still enjoy?
1: No, I enjoy it. I think, you you know, most of my career has been in agencies and Mm -hmm. I always love the vibe. Um, So I think I'll, you know, for the foreseeable future, I'll continue working with agencies as well as all kinds of businesses. Um, but I am you know having those internal conversations with myself (laughs) internal (laughs) conversations a bit grand you know Um, I talk to myself in a mirror and discuss my focus moving forward your own coach yeah Uh, but you know um, really kind of having to rethink about who I'm going to go after in the future Um, whether I niche down on an industry or if I just continue and niche down on my services and provide it for everybody. So it may change, but no, at the moment, because I've got um, a lot of contacts in agencies and I love the space, um, now I'm I'm happy. And do you think that there's been much of a, um, including this last
0: year, but do you think there's been much of a change in the types of agencies out there? I mean, you'll read stuff and I read it all the time about, Mm. I I remember some stuff from the IPA going back, at least twenty years talking about new agency models, um, it, and that well, it seems to be every two or three years. There's this cycle of kind of you know mm. the, the agency structure's dead. Long live the agency. There's something new out there. But d- genuinely, do you do you think things have changed much in the last few years, or do you think they will change in the next couple on the back of COVID? So the
1: types of people you'll work with, or there'll be a different structure to the folks you deal with? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's you, you know there are a lot of changes afoot aren't there, especially at the kind of top end with the uh, you know D- deloitte buying up agencies and just yeah. you know the agency network groups getting bigger and bigger um uh but but on the other side there are new agencies starting up every day and i think that's n- not going to change ever yes you know the yeah. amount of people that are setting up their own businesses the designers do their design work for, for a freelance for a few years and they decide to set up a business and i think um i think that will always remain i think the bigger Network agencies will continue getting bigger, um, but I'm not sure where it's heading. You know, part of me kind of yeah. feels like it's, there are always these little changes, but the, 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 as a copywriter, I'm lost for words. I can't think of the word now. <laughs> um, you know, the essence of that, of, quote. <laughs> of that ecosystem of agencies um, will pretty much continue. I'm yeah. sure it will change, but I'm not, I, I don't really know how. I'm not really sure where right. it's heading. Is there there going to be any impact, do you think, with
0: the types of services agencies offer from a technology point of view? I know it's been there in terms of programmatic Mm. for media, et cetera, but from the stuff that you do, which is – thinking and craft so yeah. crafting words thinking, you know crafting propositions thinking stuff through strategies mm. do you think there's going to be uh and i'm thinking of artificial intelligence without going completely left field on this conversation mm. but only because I, I read and wrote some stuff maybe three or four years ago that for for a couple of agency clients to be provocative to say you won't need copywriters in-house because it's all going to be written by machines and vertical so doesn't seem to be the case as yet, but do you think there's going to be some impact on the stuff that you do and agencies do, or will you always need to be that that, that synthesis of kind of creativity and business head, as you've mentioned for new business?
1: I, I mean, I'd like to think so, but in all honesty, I don't know for sure, because I mean, I had it's interesting you mentioned that, um, um, speaking to kind of a, a colleague this morning, and he was saying that he wrote a 17, 17 page proposal for a new client. Right. Um, and, and he ran it through Grammarly. And now Grammarly isn't what it used to be. Grammarly is, I think, it, it, it's an incredible tool. Mm. Um, and he said it kind of, he said it changed everything, everything that he'd written, oh, right. yeah. um, condensed it. Uh, it was a lot crisper, a lot clearer. Um, and it just worked. Um, you know, now, if you'd said that to me a few years ago, I would have thought, I don't know if, it's, if it'll get that far, but it is. And I think with yeah. technology, there's a bit of a blind spot, you know, because unless you really work in that space, in the emerging technology space and the deep yeah. tech space and see what's going on, I think we're not quite sure where it's heading. Yes. Um, but there is a part of me that kind of um, thinks that this kind of the novel thinking that humans have, in you know, our ability to... To, to think um, in these strange, mysterious and creative ways, um, it might be difficult for AI to, to replicate. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I don't know, I mean, AI works with inputs. So if, those, if you're able to put those inputs in and that um, intelligence is such a super intelligence that then maybe, you know, and yeah. recently there's been stuff on art as well, you know, um, artificial intelligence um um art, mm-hmm. and, you know and, it, and yeah. it looks amazing so um i i'd like to think no because then i would be out of a job um <laughs> yeah. but you know that's the world the world we live in is constantly changing so yeah, I think yeah. we just need to kind of keep an eye on what's going on and, and just do our best and actually pivot when we need to because that's what life's about you have to change so yes yeah. you
0: flex don't you i mean yeah I, yeah I, I, I I, uh, I use Grammarly. I used to use for writing Hemingway, which is a I don't know if you've seen. It's a similar kind of well, not so similar as Grammarly, but it basically critiques any document that you load into right. it, and yeah. very often wants to make sentences punchier, which I find hard because I ramble uh, naturally. It's part of my genetic kind of mm-hmm. composition. I think to just sub sub clause everything that i talk about but Hemingway was very good at making me write better and i know a couple i knew a couple of copywriters and from, from places that i'd worked in who mm. uh worked for sorry were were beginning to use that but in a way it constrains some of that free flow as you say which mm. I mean, you know you, you put nicely you need that spark don't you of yeah activity that software might if you're not careful um kind of flatten it's basically using everything as a as a hammer maybe i don't yeah, know maybe
1: and i get i think i'm a bit stubborn I mean, maybe if I engage with Hemingway and Grammarly, that, um, you know, it would improve my work by 50%. Um, but part of me just doesn't want to find out. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to know and I don't want anything to do with what? it. Maybe in a year's yeah. time I will, I don't know. But I like, I like the fact that I've, I, li- I, li- I like the challenge of my work. Yes. Of, um, coming up with creative ideas, um, putting them into words and crafting those words. And sometimes it's really, really tough. On my desk, I'm, I'm working on five different projects and a couple of them I'm struggling with. But I love the challenge of yeah. working on it and yeah. leaving it and going back to it. And, and actually that point where you kind of hit upon something, it's quite special. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'd want a machine to, to no, no. You know, take, that, yeah. take that away from me.
0: Actually, there must be a tipping point. So back to this kind of how agencies work, and mentioned that thing about velocity earlier. For some agencies where where you can, as you said, um, come across a, maybe a, a, um, a block or something where you think, I just need to leave this, I need to do that long. Is it long thought where I just let it you know, cogitate away for a while and then I'll come back to that particular thing and recraft it? I guess agencies find that difficult sometimes, again, because they're running at 100 miles an hour and somebody's booked yeah. on a project but Wednesday, and the project plan between two and four o'clock. I mean, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but that seems to be the difference sometimes by bringing in a partner externally. Your time is your own. I and mean, you can spend a bit longer on something to craft it, whereas if an yes. agency tries to do everything in-house from a kind of uh, their own creative, maybe they don't always give themselves the time to do
1: it. That's why there's always yeah. going to be a role in the ecosystem for, for, for you. I do. I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm quite upfront with my clients and I tell them my writing process and because that's just the way that it works with with copy um sometimes i can work on something and i've got it quite quickly sometimes uh it's a bit more challenging and um especially long form you know for longer pieces of work there's so much to it and it can be so nuanced um and actually one day you can go to bed think writing something thinking you're a genius but wake up in the morning and it's just you know (laughs) uh, (laughs) it looks like it's been written by a five-year-old and and that's the process and that process of writing something and then giving it some space and giving yourself your giving your head uh, you know getting a bit of head space yourself yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting away from it going back to it and that process of going back with fresh eyes and editing and going back again i think is really really important and i think that's where a lot of the work is done um, and you know when clients come to me and say you know we've got a deadline and it's this is, can you do it? I'm really honest and say, yes, I can. But it's not going to be as good as if I had an extra week on it because this is the process. So yes. I'll be up front yeah. with you. I'll do the best job I poss- possibly can within these tight deadlines. But, it, it, you know, if you want a really good job, then I'll need more time. And then it's up to them, you know. Um, but, and also I, I'm, I'm covering myself a bit. Um, that's not why I'm saying it, but I want them to understand. I don't want them to come back and say, this isn't quite right. Yeah, time um, to, to yeah and sometimes happen. it takes time to get things right especially especially when there's lots of copy that you're working yes. yeah
0: yeah gotcha
1: just changing um well it's something you mentioned earlier on i'm,
0: I'm trying to think what sparked this thought but um when actually it was about time and how long things can take to do so to, when you're crafting stuff do you ever bump up against agencies with the the pricing model so you know if you if you price something out for somebody is it based on value or is it based on time because there's always the issue with time i think that if you say look this is going to genuinely going to take me five days i need to craft it they might push back because agencies work on day rates often to say well we we only want to allow two days of day rate on that Mm. so where do you fall on that do you you try to do it on a value basis and then the time is your own to kind of make it happen or do you often get pushed into the um, agency currency often of it's a time thing therefore give us your day rate
1: um, I used to. Um, I don't anymore. Okay. As, as you know, that's it's not very helpful. So even today, when people say, "What's your day rate?" I don't really even tell them a day rate because I always sort of say to them, "I can give you a day rate, but it doesn't mean anything. It's it's completely ambiguous. You know, mm-hmm. my day rate compared to someone that might be ch- charging 250, um, I still might get it done quicker than them and do a better job, even yeah. though they do that." Yeah. Um, so I, I I I always say I cost up the job. Tell me exactly what you want. Right. Say anything you need to. Um, you know, I've been doing it long enough to kind of know that that's that's kind of a, a reasonable price for for that work, and yeah. that's the way I try to do it. Yeah. And you know, yeah. and I think that's the thing. You've got to manage it. I think early on when you're starting <clears throat> your, your agency, and and it's really easy to fall into that trap because that's what agencies do. You know, all projects creative director of five days and an account manager of 15 days. And it's all done in a day rate. So you almost come into your own business with that mindset. And and I think you've got to kind of get out of that. And also, um, you know, Blair ends and all of that stuff around pricing yes. price and creativity and actually pricing the value you provide, um, I think is really important in the type of work that we do.
0: Yeah. Bury the billable hour, I think is the expression, isn't it? I'm not sure if yeah. that is Blair, Blair's expression, but it is. It's a, Somebody's expression, I think it might well be his actually. Yeah, it's kind of let's just get rid of that thing with a billable hour. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, so Roger, is there um, f- for you anything that you would? Uh, this is, I've been asking some other folks who are working with, say, account handlers advice to people starting mm. their career. I guess because you're dealing less with account handlers, this is just more of a question t- to you, sort of turn it around mm. a wee bit. Is there? Is there <laughs> Any advice that you would give yourself in terms of how you work with or how you choose to work with particular agencies or the, the services that you offer that you would give to yourself when you started out doing your own thing when you left agency world? Is there anything you'd have changed, or is it all going the way that you want it to go?
1: Big question. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess the same if you're working with any kind of client. It's just a matter of I think you've got to be confident in your abilities, and I think it's yeah. you know working with. Um, agencies um, or any kind of business i think early on it's um y- you almost i mean i i remember being almost apologetic about asking for money you know? and, and you know the, the the rates that i started off looking back now were absolutely ridiculous and it's because i just didn't have the confidence i didn't know w- what i was worth and actually i think yeah. And I'm not sure that's something you can change, but I think it's something that just comes with time and experience. So I think yes. it's more a case of as you're navigating that experience of building your business and working with clients is always learning from your mistakes. And sometimes it's not even mistakes. Sometimes it's conversations and just taking the time to kind of do, whether you document it or you you document it in your mind is you sort of thinking okay well I'm not going to do that next time or actually this is this was a better process I've just worked with a client recently that um it the the project went very difficult uh, well it, it it was it went weird and it went um not quite as planned but I kind of realized that I I had to manage it. I really had to attack the problem. Um, And it took a lot of time, but I really had to put everything out in conversations and um, you know, and it almost I almost it was almost a a little bit of a dent to my confidence. But once I'd done I did the work and sat sat down, I thought, well no, actually I haven't done anything wrong. And actually these are the points where this thing's fallen down. Um, And then I managed it um in a good way in really honest conversations. And now we're back on track and everything is great. but I think even at this stage, you're constantly learning, and I think this is one of the projects where I've learned um, more than I have in ages. So I think you know you're never too old to learn from yeah. situations and scenarios and uh, and, uh, and people. So I think that's really important. So staying staying
0: actively, um, um, I, I think the expression self self reflections, and it's staying actively involved in your own self reflection to to improve the yeah the service. Well, improve yourself full stop, but improve the service and
1: yeah. And I think just generally alert, it's really easy to do the work that we do because there's so much to do and you just almost go on autopilot um, um, and you just keep doing the same things over and over again because you don't have time to step away and think about stuff. And I, I think yeah. that, that that's, uh, there's a lot of value in that, in just taking a bit of a break and just assessing things and then, you know, and then moving forward.
0: That's good advice. Thank you. Um, thanks very much for all of that. I, I'm looking at the... The clock on my screen um each one of these podcasts i are mean, trying to you know get it edited down to 35 40 minutes in truth everything that we talked about there i think i might just throw it all in as one big lump and not edit it because it was it was great there was so much that you said that was really useful and interesting um thank you, thank you very much sir that was that was brilliant no I worries, will- no
1: worries.